Yeah, man. So, I mean, I'm excited. I'm just excited to see like soccer. I'm excited to see different emerging markets, you know, and, and I think it's cool for people getting into the hobby, whether you're just looking to collect and learn it. Um, soccer is a great outlet. Um, I always push basketball people because basketball for me is not just fun, but it's a brand. And I think people really resonate and it's also very internationally based. Um, totally agree. And you can't go wrong with baseball and football in America because those are the American sports. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm just, I'm really stoked. It's a really weird time right now for the hobby. Because yeah. Everything is on pause. And even like massive, massive events like the Olympics canceled, right? So we're in such a real, I mean, it's unprecedented kind of in the hobby where there's a lull in almost the most important times for MLB opening day, NBA playoffs, NHL was getting into the second half of the season. And then um, uh, college football, the draft, all these things that we're, we're kind of finishing up with into the start of NFL. So wild wild times and i don't know what do you think man's gonna happen like i i pray and hope that corona epidemic is just or the pandemic is 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 done soon but what are you what are your thoughts going forward thinking about the sports market and just sports in general man it's crazy because the issue is without knowing a set date of when sports come back it's really hard for people to plan buying and investing because a lot of this in my opinion is trying to figure out when sports is coming back and then buying at the halfway point between when sports is is coming back and then from today, because I think that you're going to see the market. I mean, right now it's obviously dropped since, you know, all this has happened, NBA suspended, um, all that stuff. Some stuff is held stable though. You know, rare LeBron from like Panini heat years or like early Cavs years, or even 2019 prism stuff is still way up. Um, that stuff isn't slowing down at all, but most of it, I think people just need to have the hype of, um, the sports coming back because without knowing when sports are coming back, people are just, you know, getting, they're either waiting. What I see is people who are buying cards are now waiting to buy more when they figure out that the market's at a low or they're just not buying in this time, obviously for financial reasons that they need to save money and whatnot. Um, so I think when people know when sports is going to come back, you can time your buying better. And also we'll see the market go up as the sports approaches and hype, you know, comes back because Luca, you know, was up to like 650 for a base PSA 10 going right before NBA suspended the season. And then let's say that the NBA announces a, you know, whatever type of playoff format where they're all in one location. And then he goes and drops a triple double in the first game. Obviously those things are going to go up in price. So people are going to want to lock in more investments now on the low end um, as this, you know, continues. The issue is that we just have no idea when sports are going to come back because it's hard for people who don't have, you know, a ton of money to put in sports cards, hoping that sports comes back. And then worst case scenario, the season gets canceled. And then they're out of that money for the next eight months. Right. So it's an interesting situation. Uh, I don't have any, you know, concrete answers. None of us do. Um, but it's just all, it's just all a wait and see game at this point. And hope that you, uh, hope that you buy during the right time and don't, you know, don't yeah. sell too early, but. I can appreciate when you guys, you know, post like these graphs of, I mean, everybody sees the user data for so much, but then just to watch the market, but it's cool to see the digression of stuff too. Like most people, I mean, a lot of times we've been in such a massively, massively just volatile, you know, and most everything trending up market, but to see everything that was so high drop so quickly, you know, makes you think about, Hey, you know, uh, what's my next move? What do I want to, what do I want to be doing in this? Uh, and, and in a lot of ways, what I've seen in the shop and I've seen with a lot of people is it's come back a little bit to more, not such a hyper focus on investment, but more just so much enjoying the hobby. Right. And I think because we've lost sports, people now are realizing how much sports is a part of their life, how much uh, it changed with how much it dictated 
you know, how they live their lives in a lot of ways. And it's really cool to see, I think people just enjoy cards. Like I can't tell you how many times Aaron people are like, thank you so much for offering because we in our, our, our County, we can't be open. So they'll come up and like, thank you so much. That I can take some packs home and rip. And you forget like, there's the fun and the joy of that, right? Or there's a the fun and the mm -hmm. joy of talking sports with people. And um, I think as I watch the market, it's going to be back maybe stronger than ever when we do come out of this, obviously. Um, and, and a lot of people always say to me, Jamil, like, well, the stock market's losing money and, and, and the economy is crashing. But the, the difference is sometimes is I think people really, really enjoy like the nostalgic element. It gives them something to do. It takes their mind off it. In, in a way, I've always said this cards are therapeutic for a lot of people. So mm -hmm. there's kind of some elements at play, which I think pay attention to that because I do think people will come back and they'll be very, very excited. Um, I do see a lot of you guys in the comments. We'll get to some questions and stuff soon. Still, still be uh, talking. We're, we're looking at some of this stuff as well. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, man, I, I, uh, it's a really weird time, man. I'm excited that we can have this conversation though too. And it's cool to see, I think, people who are connecting in unique ways. I was just talking to a friend uh, at a card shop out West and, and she was saying how she's trying to figure out a way to create a trade night through Zoom. And I was like, what a wild idea that'll be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, just these ideas that have started to pop up now and uh, creating things in card shops. And I'm, I'm watching because, you know, I'm this guy in between. I'm not a young, young guy. I'm out of college, but I'm also not, I'm not older. I'll just say that. And uh, <laughs> um, I watch card shops that have been around for maybe 20, 30, 40 years, the OGs, so to say, and they're having to change, but it's really cool to see it because the card shops now are forced to change. They want to change. So um, I'm, I'm really excited to see that. I'm really excited to be excited for people um, in the card hobby that are, are now going on Instagram live for the very first time. They don't even have to, and they're trying to do breaks or they're just doing personals or whatever it might be, pack openings, or, you know, we just did pack wars. Like, why can't shops do that virtually, right? You know, there's so many yeah, things no. that we can't do. Yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff now is going, trying to figure out how you can, through the phone, do something, business interaction. Like, even for me, I mean, I'm in, still in classes right now. I just joined two classes online today where there's 50 people in the same classroom, and then we can break up into smaller groups. Like, there's just so much capabilities now that, we wouldn't have years ago if this were to be happening. So the good thing is, is that we do have these capabilities and we can figure out how to innovate from here and, you know, do something like this where you and me can go live together. Um, two different business models. I mean, obviously you're a shop owner and I post information on the market, but two very valuable things to our audiences and our listeners. And with that, I was going to say last Monday, I did a podcast highlighting the top products coming out over the next three months. So quarter two of 2020. I wanted to ask you, what are your top three or top five products coming out in quarter two of 2020? Quarter two of 22. So we're talking about from March to June, right? March, April, 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 May, June. I'm sorry. April, May, June. Sorry. April, May, June. So um, as most of you guys know, a lot of stuff was pushed back, right? So that's another element to this. So two right off the top, I think, well, are going to just change the market completely for baseball and for um, basketball. I'm sure a lot of you guys know what I'm going to say with basketball, but for baseball, <laughs> it's very interesting watching Bowman um uh this year because bowman pre-sales right now are at an all-time high the jumbos and the, uh, the hca and the regular uh, hobby boxes um the fandom and the uh let's call it the just uh, perspectiveness or just the idea of um jason dominguez and what he means for the the major league baseball and coming up through the yankees organization uh bowman is going to be a very interesting release in april and it'd be very 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 telling to see what something like a super fractor of him will sell for because to me, like we all wander last year and wow, wander, wander, wander. I think Dominguez is even on a different level because so, wander sold what 60k originally for the auto superfractor around there. I heard 
Yeah. So originally, yeah. And I mean, I, I won't say what, what I know. I mean, it, it, it went to different people and I, and I know, you know, kind of the track of it, but it went for much more than that eventually. Um, right. So to me, I bet you, I, I could see the Jason Dominguez card. It depends of course, where we're at with Corona and all these things, because it does come out April 15th. That's in two weeks. Um, will be very interesting to see how that does sell or if, if the person who pulls it waits a little bit before they sell yep. it, if they decide to sell it, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think Slab Sacks Nate is in the chat right now watching this, but he's our main prospect guy. He's a big Bowman guy. I've been talking with him quite a bit about it, and he's like, dude, it's going to be nuts. Like, $1,000 base auto, possibly. Wonder Funker released at like $600 last year. Exactly. Wonder was, you know, Wonder's on the Rays, which is completely different than the Yankees. I mean, you, you're close to the Tampa area. I'm sure you understand what it's like with the people that, you know, or the stadium and how there's like barely any fans that show up, and they were actually really good last year, too. So Ray's organization, completely different. Granted, they're loaded with prospects. But the Yankees, I mean, we're talking about the biggest market in, in baseball. Yeah. And 16-year-old, 17-year-old prospect that's coming over um, is going to be un- it's gonna be insane. And every year, I think, I don't know if you're like this, I'm always like, how high can Bowman get? Like, how high can the pre-sales get? Yeah. And how high, how high can the base autos get of the top prospect? But each year, it just it keeps it going higher. It just gets, it's getting more, it becomes more and more and more. And I, I love baseball, folks. I'm, I love the Cardinals. I'm not, I wouldn't call myself a baseball head. Like, I'm not a true analytical prospector guy, farm league. I mean, I know probably 20%, and I, and I really listen, I pay attention. But it just seems like Bowman collectors have become really just so unique um, in all markets across all sports um, because they're the, I feel like they're the most um, knowledgeable in regard, regards to the product, regards how the product sells, regarding how grading works. And um, regarding just kind of the players in general, the volatility of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about Bowman that's interesting is I feel like that is a long-term play. Whereas, we'll switch gears to so another release that comes out. I think it's going to be May, uh, is National Treasures Basketball, which is a very interesting, very, very, speaking about pre-sales. I mean, I don't, before the corona kind of thing started happening about three weeks ago, we were seeing pre-sales at 16000 for a case. And Ooh, those were on three eBay, boxes, four box cases, so four thousand dollars. You know, and where, where last year, you know, eighteen nineteen, we were seeing cases sell uh, for five and six thousand. So it's just to see that kind of jump. Now, granted, Luca and Trey have emerged so much in that class that those cases are, are very expensive now as well. But right. to see what's going to happen with NT basketball this year, what design on? I mean, could design on Logan go for half a million dollars? I mean, I really it, think it could. Um, That's crazy. I think That's like crazy. we've gone, we've come that far very quickly, right? Um, and again, people are going to be chasing the logo men, but there's a lot of other stuff at play there, right? Because the John Morant and the Zion cards have overshadowed this entire rookie class. How good is Harrow going to be? How good is Nung going to be? How far will the the Heat really go? How good is going to be? Or how good is? I was horrible English. How how what kind of player are we going to see Kobe White become? You know, he seems like a very dominant scorer. And you watch yeah. these things in the league, and it's like there's going to be a lot of cards like that that I I believe on the lower end will uh, kind of be hidden for some time because you've had so much hype for Jaw and Zion. Yeah, so I think a lot of these 2019 rookies, like for me at least, watching this season so far, a lot of them are just like, man, we're going to have to wait until next year to see what they're really like when they come on year two. So a lot of them you might be able to buy for cheap right now and then you got them next year, but the issue is, is that you just don't know yet. So it's going to be a little bit of a gamble. But, you know, I think that there's some dudes out there who I'm sure people are going to make money on. But everyone's gonna be chasing the Zion and Jaw. It's you know that's why people are buying the product. Yeah, and I think it's fun too, right? Because we have like you look at seventeen, eighteen draft class. You have the Tatum, you have the Tatum, you know, push Mitchell's in there, Kuzma's in there, Ball's in there. Um, those guys that are just kind of 
I don't know if they're waiting in their folds is another guy. And then you have the 1819, which is so strong with Trey and Luca. And then of course, 1920, we really have the last three years and we don't really know which guy it's going to be. That's going to be really this next transcendent player. Whereas I think people have looked at Giannis and they've already kind of made their mind up, right? He's the, he's mm. the next ushering of the, the passing of the torch of LeBron's and Durant's these guys, once they kind of fade out, you know, Giannis is that next wave. Um, to me, I put Giannis there. And then I think we have this whole kind of, uh, world where we're still watching and it's very interesting because I think those NTRPAs you know there are some guys that are a little hidden that you know who knows what they might become in two or three years so that'll be very interesting to me um, yeah to I see think what I think it's cool the last three draft classes specifically with this season with Tatum being super specialist here it's really cool to see that each draft class has like their guy you know yeah. Luca Tatum and Zion and then you each draft class also has their second guy Donovan Mitchell yeah. Trey Young and John Morant uh, the yeah. three guards. So it's really, it's really good to see that, you know, these draft classes are producing with the amount of hype, hype that's coming because it'd be, you know, not, not as great as it would be today, I suppose, if these three dudes and then the next three dudes weren't playing as well. But yeah. because of that, because of how special they are, it's really making the sports cards just go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And just kind of quickly, I don't want to, I don't want to pass on football. I think the 2020 football class, I'm trying to think about one product for each of the main sports. Another product that we won't talk about, but it's something that I'm really interested to watch is going to be Bundesliga tops Chrome for you soccer heads out there because of, uh, of course, Mr. Holland that's coming out with his first Chrome auto. I think his, his autographs are going to be in it because the way they pushed it back. Um, I don't know if that's for sure, sure or not, but seeing, you know, some of these young prodigies, you know, in soccer also very telling because you can parallel that to basketball where we haven't changing of the guard. We're not going to see Messi and Ronaldo much longer at their prime, you know, and, and we're going to see these kind of shifts. So a very interesting uh, product to watch will be Bundesliga tops Chrome specifically because of Holland. I mean, you have uh, 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 Reina's son as well, and they're from Dortmund and things. But the one thing I like about football, and I look forward to is, is like, well, so there's two things. One is uh, Contenders draft this year is going to be very interesting. The stuff is sold for a lot. Contenders Prism just came out this past weekend. And I've never, ever had thought about college jersey cards being valuable. And now my shift, my thinking has really shifted because we've seen an uptick in these college Prism and Contenders cards specifically cracked eyes, specifically some of these low number things, the golds and tie dyes that have seemed to carry some value later on. And I live in Gainesville. We have a college town here. And with the Supreme Court ruling, what's going to happen in the next two years? If you guys haven't been thinking about this, you know, you probably can walk into your local card shop. And for example, for you, uh, um, Aaron, is you buy a pack and maybe pull a Jonathan Taylor autograph, right? Because they might be able to sell their likeness for sticker autographs. And we might start seeing current actual college players with pack full stuff that you can get you know right up and that that to me is really starting to shift away i think silver prisms were never anything when it came to college jersey cards and now they're something people really pay attention to so i am excited to see what contenders comes out the cracked ice stuff um the 2020 class um we won't really get our first real mainline thing until we get to prism right probably um uh, in terms of nfl jerseys but um it's gonna be a very interesting 2020 class for football i can see some of the um, changes in, in, in the way wax is coming out right now and how people are paying attention to Tua and Joe Burrow specifically. Um, and there's a, there's a whole bunch of other quarterbacks that we don't know what's going to happen with them either. So, Right, exactly. I mean, I just bought my Jonathan Taylor Prism Silver Auto on eBay the other day, so I already got mine. But I agree, that'd be it'll be interesting to see. I remember I, I made a post on this probably over Thanksgiving or a little bit before that that the NCAA passed something with the players being able to make money on likeness and stuff. I was thinking by 2021, 
could we see March Madness sets release before the March Madness tournament with like college basketball players autographs and stuff in their college jerseys like while it's going on and then it becomes a game of do you invest in the college players to see who's going to win the national championship or whatever like it could be a whole nother avenue yeah which is crazy yeah i mean it just all the rules that we have followed when it comes to cards right for the last uh almost 15 20 years of modern cards have really kind of kind of thrown out the window the last two years mm -hmm. and Specifically, I, I cite basketball. I see the changes coming in football. I see it with base. Already there with baseball. You know, we talk about Bowman. And what are the next sports? I see people in the chat talking about UFC and some other stuff too. Uh, Tops coming out with transcendent tennis this year. I mean, there's all these kind. Or I think that just came out today. There's some really yeah. unique things coming out where we're starting to see these um, emerging markets and the fandom just kind of grow. Um, so pay attention to that, folks. I really do think in the sports world, there's some. Uh, unique things to watch specifically with the college decisions that we're talking about. Yeah. Crazy. Should be a fun time. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, for sure. Hey, what do you got going on over there? Uh, I see like every couple of weeks you're doing some little card shows online or throwing out some deals or whatever. Yeah. You know what, man? So it was crazy. Uh, we're calling it Mealy Pops Madness and it all burst out of that VSC 2020 thing, that virtual sports card show, you know, whatever that people were calling it. Mm -hmm. And I was watching it that day and I was so, I was so frustrated because I saw all these different live feeds and nobody was selling anything. Nobody was making deals for people. And there was a beautiful car. Don't get me wrong. And I just, for me, as a card, a guy who, who grew up going to card shows, selling at card shows, buying people out, whatever it was, um, I, like, I like the kind of the deal aspect. And I like people to be able to get a deal, uh, feel like they got something. But at the same time, I know that I'm, I'm doing well and I'm making on it and I'm moving inventory. That's such a key thing. If you ever, for anybody listening that ever wants to get into cards, ever wants to kind of really hunker down and maybe have a shop or, or really get serious about this, is if you have stale inventory and it's not stuff that people want, you cannot sit on it. And sometimes that requires taking a little bit of a loss here and there. But for, for me, we, uh, what I did is I just set up like 80 cards that night. And uh, <laughs> I just said, let's just, let's just sell this stuff. And we actually sold through almost all 80 cards on the table. And so we did it again the next week. We sold through, I think, about 75 of the 90 cards I set out. And then this past week, we sold through about 70 of the 90 cards. And it's really madness. We have about as many people watching right now on the stream and people are just throwing out offers. People are saying, what's the price on that card? And then people are seeing a little combo deal and they're saying, can I get this and this and this for that? And I'm thinking about it and I'm thinking about it and I'll say, you know, probably not. And then someone will offer maybe five, $10 more and then they'll take it. So it's kind of like, I mean, it's kind of legal sniping, I guess, in a lot of ways, or people sometimes will offer me something and I'll say, no, nah, I can only do 55 and someone will take that for whatever it might be or whatever. So we're having fun. There's a lot of graded cards on the table. I try to keep it somewhat objective. Um, the cards that are raw, you know, they're going to be near mint and mint. I mean, some of them might get PSA 10s or what. But I think for me, uh, the idea of having fun, that was my jam with singles and, and buying and selling singles. That's why I do the National every year. I, I like it. I enjoy it a lot. I like the high-end world. Um, and it's just been a lot of fun. So I, I think we're going to continue. We call it Mealy Pops Madness. And we're going to have uh, session four. I think we're going to not do it this Saturday, but we're going to do it next Saturday. So if any of you guys want to be a part of that, tune in. It'll be a lot of fun. Saturdays, is that what you do them? Yeah, Saturday nights for I just think we're gonna do it from nine nine o'clock to ten o'clock that first hour on live. We take a ten we have to take a ten minute half time because it gets kinda crazy. And then people also put in requests and so we comb the store really quick. It's madness me and Brian run around the store and then we bring back more cards for round two and uh then we go to about eleven, eleven fifteen, we're done. Yeah. There you go. It's great. Awesome. Yeah. Good yeah, I mean, so, so what about you guys, man? I mean, I'm just watching like so at the national, I don't remember what how many followers you had, but I look like today and I'm like you guys have 12,000 people following you or something like that. Yeah. So, like, 
the growth, like what have you been seeing? Because I, I notice a lot of people are really, really like becoming, which, I, which is good, you know, fiscally responsible about really how they spend their money on cards. So are you feeling like, and, and again, it's, it's hard to, to maybe to answer this, but do you think that people are, because I see it on both sides where there's the people who say they're wax people and they like to collect, rip and just have fun. And then there's people that say, I don't want to lose any money and invest. I'm starting to think that that's actually becoming more of a mix. And I, I and think I, it is. Tell I, me about I think it is. I, yeah. I think a lot of those people that are investing, you know, they, they like, they're, they're into it because they find thrill in making money on an athlete that's performing better than the time that they bought the card. Like for me, a lot of it is like, dang, who cares about making the actual dollar? I just love that I bought this Mbappe and I'm going to sell it for more in a year. You know, like, yeah, it just gets me thrilled. And I'm sure a lot of people are like that too. And then from there, they start to realize what the hobby is. They start to see the breaks, they start to see the packs, and then they can get into that too. And then they start to become more about the hobby, more about the, and investing at the same time. Like I consider myself, you know, both. Like I, I'm not like, oh, the hobby stinks, only buy and sell cards to make money. Cause right. I have a huge collection of Christian Yelich. I know I'm never going to sell, you know, like I, it's, it's not the investment I make if I was trying to make the most money. Um, but I think there's a lot of people like me that see it like that and love the hobby, love the investing game, loves to make money on the flips. And then also something I noticed and like you were mentioning at the national. So when we were at the national, we were just at like 4,000 followers. That was last July, uh, end of last July into August. Now we're over 12,000 and through this time, it was just like super hyper growth come 2020. And so many followers I've been noticing had been like personal accounts. So right when we started this page up, a lot of the followers that were coming were your like card crazy 22 or whatever, like sports cards, 34, all these <laughs> card pages. It quickly transitioned come the end of 2019 to 2020. That is just floods of personal pages that were you know, into other hobbies, maybe he was even investing in stocks or what else into other stuff that was similar to sports cards on um, just not exactly, you know, sports cards, maybe it was even sports gambling or fancy sports or esports or whatever it might be that then we're coming to cards and so many like just un unbelievable amount of messages. And obviously if you, if you have a message I have responded to, you probably understand why I just get like hundreds upon hundreds and there's always a million like requests, but it's a lot of people that are coming and saying, Hey man, just getting a hobby. Absolutely love it. You know, like what's the best way to start or like, you know, like what should I be looking at buying? So it's a lot of people who, you know, are getting this hobby and whatever the reason it might be for, even if it's through word of mouth or through, you know, influencers coming in and pushing cards to the greater public. Like, you know, Phil Hughes is past baseball player runs a YouTube channel, ripping boxes open. Like he right. doesn't even, doesn't even really like, you know, make videos like, Oh man, here's what I'm investing. And in. it's like, just ripping boxes, high-end boxes on there. He's got 30,000 YouTube subscribers. You know, yeah. like that's the power of having a, a personal image out there is getting 30,000 YouTube subscribers in a short amount of time. But it's just wild how many people have actually like come to not only understand what sports cards is, but ask questions and want to actually start to do it. Because for a while, you know, you get the people who are just like sitting on the sidelines, just watching, trying to see what it's about. And then it's just crazy how the droves of messages and hey, how can I get involved? How can I do this? I mean, our email subscriber newsletter list has has gained just as fast as our Instagram page. People are interested in buying, you know, it, it helps people out invest daily, yeah. either through auctions or buy it now is, um, you know, we help people with what sets they should be buying of certain cards. You know, it, what it comes down to for a lot of people is they might know that player, they might be like, Oh, man, you know, 
a year ago, Luca's obviously going to be a multi all-star possible MVP, but they right. don't know what to buy. Well, good. Go into the email and you see that your prism PSA 10 or your prism silver PSA 10 or, you know, optic hollow, all that stuff. Like I was sending out optic hollow PSA 10s of Luca for $300 for a couple months. And now they're $1,500. Like, yeah. And if you were subscribed to our email newsletter before the basketball season, you made a lot of money. But right. man, it was just, uh, it's just been crazy, the growth and how many people are supporting us. And, you know, it's been, I must say, I'll admit this, it's been challenging since the NBA suspended the season and everything else. Sure. Um, you know, just straight content wise, we, you know, we were really producing card news based on sports news is what we were like doing. Yeah. which is it's good it's super fun i mean you get to analyze box scores and turn into card news um it was you know it, it was just a really good combination to keep the train rolling sports stops then it becomes okay now we have to either look at market news we have to look at new releases that are coming out like man i'll tell you this much if the nba was still going i would not have made three posts on national treasures football over the last week right. um right i'm not saying that football you know isn't something that you should be doing you know if you love football go for it i'm just really into basketball and baseball personally and I think that that's where, you know, the money is, is where it's been best or is where it's best spent. However, I can't deny that if you hit on a quarterback, you're making a ton of money. I just think that's a little, it's pretty risky. Um, with that being said, though, NT football, beautiful release this year, I have to say. Some of those cards were incredible. Yes. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just been a whirlwind. And, you know, we'll, we'll find stuff to do like this. This is great. Definitely going to slice up some videos uh, from this and, uh, you know, try to bring some value to people on the page. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do it. We'll get podcasts up. We'll figure out what to do, but it's definitely going to put us to the test and uh, challenge us for sure. Well, I think the cool thing about what, you know, what, what you're, what you're doing is you're, you're just providing information, right? And a lot of times people are, 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 they don't look at the car world like you do. And so, um, it's cool that we have so many different people who are, and I see it in the chat, people are using the word influencer a lot. And sure, that's an element of, I think that can change the market this year. We've seen some things where, uh, and I'm not saying you, I'm saying in general, people that have influenced stuff um, have really um, taken some interesting stances. But at the same time, um, I'm watching sports in general. And I think like <laughs> there are players that, you know, a good example is this. The Luca PSA pop report of a 10 prism is over 12, 14,000 or something like that with 10 or 11,000 of them being PSA 10s. And one big thing that I look at, I used to, my old way of thinking was, Oh, there's so many tens that's going to crush the market. It's never going to make sense. But on the other side, there's the new people who are coming into this hobby that aren't buying one PSA 10 Luca Prism. They're buying 50 or they're buying a hundred because they want that Luca car and they want a lot of it. So what does that mean is that the demand for the car becomes even higher. So there's a lot of things that play right now. And I think it's really cool because there's nothing going on for everyone to kind of take a step back and assess the situation instead of saying this guy or that guy or, or this caused this or this caused that really watch what's going on pay attention to things like ebay pay attention to things like com c and slap um i said let's say slap stock stock x you know watch these things because there's market trends that you can really pick up on uh the other side of it though is if you're a hobbyist and you love the hobby have fun with it you know what i mean this is probably one of the most fun times in terms of the hobby the amount of cards the types of cards the things you can collect and i've had i can't tell you this i've heard this phrase probably aaron uh 30 times in the last two months is I fund my hobby, right? So does that make you an investor and a flipper and a reseller? No, that makes you someone who is a collector who loves the hobby and just wants to fund what they do by 
watching the market. So I think there's a lot of things that play here that, that, that I think a lot of people sometimes become very uh, negative about. Um, uh, and I think what's happening is you can actually pay more attention to uh, the good side of it, enjoy it, maybe make a little, a few dollars here and there, but then again, fund your hobby, enjoy it. I love meeting people who player collect. You know, it's so cool to see people who PC stuff. And I think that's such a cool part of what we do in, in the shop, encouraging kids, encouraging young collectors, new collectors. Um, there are a lot of people who come in, who come in as investors and want to make money that fall in love with the hobby. So I'm giving you guys that perspective out there because I want you to know that it's not all gloom and doom, which it sounds like a lot of people, sometimes in our, in our, in our world, we have this mob mentality, right? Yeah. So and enjoy it, man. Enjoy the hobby. For those out there who don't know, you know, a whole lot about me. I know that a lot of people who followed, you know, pre 2019 know more about me than probably the ones recently following, but I've been in cards since I was like nine years old. Like I've been buying and selling my whole life before that. You know, I've been collecting, I've been ripping packs, 20 other sets. I've been like, you know, it was the hobby that got me into it. Right. I, it was my business mindset that took it to this. It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, just, I knew nothing about the hobby. Then I just came in and started to, you know, buy or try to recommend, you know, what people would buy or it's easy. Cause I already knew everything about the hobby. I said, apply a business mindset today, which was super right. easy. And really quick tidbit of information for those people out there who are wondering, especially in a time like this, how possibly buying and selling base cards could be helpful because i know that a lot of people out there were looking at luca psa 10s like dang those are so high base are so high and then they rose super fast and then they came down in price you know like what goes up fast comes down easily as fast in a situation like this if you were to make profit on luca if you had like 10 base prism psa 10 lucas and flip them put into something of luca reinvest in the luca but more long-term stable like a numbered card so i flipped a ton of prism killian mbappe base cards i had like 22 9 or 29 gradient i sold i have some at psa at psa right now but i sold the base cards and i bought a blue refractor bgs 10 rookie card from top scrum numbered out 150. beautiful so, took the base cards and bought this was into it for super cheap i'm literally into this card for like 45 bucks total from what i first bought the base for but i mean I, it's not like paid for it but that's how much i you know through flipping and getting that yeah. i was in there for 45 so that's a really great way to take that really fun short-term flip base card game, PSA yeah. 10 game, and then turn it into something that's a more stable investment that if markets do go down, you can have some, you know, peace of mind to know that, hey, this won't crash in price. And then my entire stash is down 25% because you sure. only have base PSA 10s. You know, like um, diversifying is a great idea. And how fun is it for you to watch Mbappe play right now, right? Like, I mean, oh, think I know, it, just, exactly. it makes yeah. sports so much more fun. That's why. I think, you know, uh, you gotta, you gotta look at this kind of from different angles too. This is fun, Aaron. We should do this more. We should do maybe quarterly or something. Just to, yeah, a, not a quick lie, hour time. talk about cards and talk about shop and do some pack wars. I like kick your butt again, whatever you want to do. Two and oh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Two and oh, I see how it is. I got you. So, all right. Well, this live stream is going to be ending here any moment, uh, at nine o'clock Eastern time. Thank you all for me for joining and listening to us, uh, watching the pack wars, talk, listen to us talk about cards and our, you know, our respective businesses, purified water from Jamil. Jamil, thanks for joining me on this. You got any yeah, final man. words? Yeah, man, just to have fun with the hobby, guys. Enjoy, and sports will be back.